Hello and welcome to another drive-in double feature. I'm Ryan. I'm Nathan. And this is the podcast where we talk about two movies a week every Tuesday and Thursday. But before I get started, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash drive-in double feature podcast where Nathan and I play some fun games, have some off-the-cuff conversations, just some place where you can get a little extra content from us as a thank you for supporting us. Doesn't affect any regular content. We appreciate you nonetheless if you choose to do so. But today we're going to be talking about 1965's Invasion of the Astro Monster starring Godzilla and of course directed by Ishiro Honda. He's mm-hmm. back. We're doing we're back rather doing the series. <laughs> yeah, he never left really. No, well, he did for a little bit, but he came back. Yeah, well, doesn't he leave again? Yeah, well, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, we're it's it's uh, almost a direct sequel to Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. Um, no Mothra in this one, but hey, Godzilla and Rodan are there to battle Ghidorah, and I'm gonna say, not really a Godzilla movie. <laughs> it's not really. Oh. No, yeah, okay, cool. I'm glad that you said that because, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not really a Godzilla. It kind of is a it, little. It very, it very much seems like an afterthought, and I hate to say that, but I mean, Godzilla doesn't show up until 45 minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. There, there's a there's a fight sequence that lasts less than two minutes, and then they finally show up at the probably like the last 10 minutes of the movie and that's that's about it yeah it's uh it's a little sad and what it's sad because and we'll get into it the fights in this are really awesome and cool it's just there's so little of them um yeah i mean i i always start with my opinions pretty early so i don't hate this one i liked it but it's not great it's it's missing a lot I, you know, so I guess I would like it a lot more if I had recommended this movie and I was totally expecting an alien invasion story. Yeah. Except I was expecting a Godzilla movie. Yes. Yeah. And so you're kind of just sitting there waiting. When's Godzilla going to show up? And it's like, oh, there he is. And he's gone. When's yeah. going to show up again? And it's like doesn't show up again until later in the movie. But mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like one of those where I think it I mean, as an early sci-fi alien invasion movie, it, it's not bad, really. But no. But as a Godzilla movie, is it, it? You're kind of wanting a lot more out of it. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, and that's that's exactly how I felt. I mean, Godzilla's not even in the name of the movie or anything. So I well, depending on what title you looked at. Gotcha. I, I'm looking at Invasion of the Astro Monster. Which that that's that was like a, a later addition to the title because originally it was Monster Zero. Okay. And then it was Godzilla versus Monster Zero. Oh, well then you even more of a disappointment, I guess. <laughs> uh, Monster Zero is a disappointment too, because it's just just Ghidorah. That's all <laughs> he's the big bad guy. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because it when they say that in the title, like Astro Monster, Monster Zero, they kind of make it like this big mystery, mm-hmm. but it's Ghidorah. So it's a monster that we already know. And 
Ghidorah was featured very prominently in the advertising. So when you go to the theater, you already knew who Monster Zero was. And it, it just, I think, you know, this is kind of a side rant too, but back then there really wasn't that spoiler culture or whatever. It was just kind of like, Oh yeah, this is, this is going to happen in the movie or like this, there's going to be a big, there's going to be a big reveal and this is going to happen in that reveal. Um, a lot of times, because again, this is a side rant, but I remember they, there was like an old interview with David Prowse for empire strikes back. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, in that movie, spoilers, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. And David Prowse had said in an interview before the movie came out, like, oh, yes, uh, I'll, Darth Vader is going to be revealed as Luke Skywalker's father. It's going to be a very dramatic scene. It's like, I mean, I don't even know what you're talking about. So, oh, uh, well, it's, <laughs> it's this really unknown movie that I, that's not many people have seen, but. Um, but yes, but yeah. No, yeah, spoilers were really you watch old movie trailers and it'll just be like whole scenes of movies. That 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 would be a movie trailer, right? Like they're just like, here you go, you know, you're just gonna want to see this movie just because. Yeah. So I just yeah, there wasn't a thing. Or like I guess you could I just imagine like you're getting together with your group of friends and you know, usually there's like one person, like when you talk about the movie, like don't say anything, spoilers, guys. I don't want to be revealed anything, but now i guess back then it was just kind of like we're like oh yeah sounds good i guess i'll go see that yeah wow that's the twist awesome (laughs) can't wait to see that (laughs) happen uh (laughs) but uh anyway yeah so it's not that it's not any big secrets but uh the whole reason this like this is an alien invasion movie and a lot of the reason why they, this became like an alien invasion type of movie is Toho had actually reviewed, uh, had done several alien movies. Um, the Mysterians was a really popular one and Godzilla was kind of uh, really popular too. So they're like, Hey, why don't we try putting these two movies together and see what happens? And this was the result of that. And one thing too, they always made clear is that, when you look at American style alien movies, especially back then, like World of the Worlds or Invasion of the Body Snatchers, it's kind of like aliens have this very offensive type of mentality where they're going in and immediately start attacking humans or like, you know, blowing buildings up or whatever. But Mysterions and this one, the aliens are kind of deceitful because they know they try to play up to the human's good side and they're like, oh, because the movie starts with two astronauts that arrive and they're just kind of walking around some, and they run into some aliens and the aliens are like, Hey, we've got monster zero here. We want to know if you could send Godzilla over here to help us. And <laughs> yeah. And it's like, Oh, like, we can cut you deal. We got the cure for cancer. Yeah. You can have that. If you, if you do this, which you offer to any human, of course, they're going to be like, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, t- we'll take that cure for cancer. <laughs> well, yeah. And I'm like, one, I'm like, why do they need to ask their permission to take Godzilla? Because yeah, it's not true. like they not like they own Godzilla. Because in the movie before this, Godzilla barely wanted anything to do, do for the humans or help them in any way. Mm-hmm. It was very, he was a very reluctant kind of hero. And now they're like, oh, can Godzilla come over here and <laughs> fix this problem for us? And uh, 
you know, they, so I don't know why they couldn't just come over there too. And uh, I guess I, it was all part of the plot to take over the humans at the end of the day. So they, I guess, yeah, I don't know. But I feel like they could have easily just captured Godzilla and just done that, but they have to make it complicated in some way. Uh, I, the double feature this week is villains being kind of stupid. <laughs> and yeah, and they're, supposedly both really smart but they just do stupid things yes yeah um and i i love these guys i do love the aliens i love their look their language which sounds just like japanese but has like a little like computerization to it it's got a little like electronic feel i love that the 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 main uh woman that's part of the alien group who actually is multiple women love her hair i love her outfit it, it's pretty great uh they interviewed so oh by the way uh citing all my sources here uh there's big action bill on youtube who i took some information from and david callett's book uh too that i also took a lot of information from but um anyway uh they said they there was like an old interview with her from like when she's older and they said like she gets recognized all the time for like at sci-fi, like for big sci-fi people because she has a really like iconic looking like alien outfit. Where people... yes, and so uh, that because all the women look like her, like like all the men from the alien race are different looking, but all the women look like this girl. Yeah, and uh, one of them on Earth is uh, dating. Th- well, uh, this this one has a white dude in it an american is in this movie uh playing one of the main characters played by uh nick adams yeah Mm -hmm. and uh yeah and there's an interracial relationship in this movie which is very surprising they actually kissed on screen um and yeah you know what i really like nick adams in this movie i actually think he brings a pretty cool presence to this movie yeah, and Nick Adams is kind of, uh, I hate to say he's not like, he, he he never reached the stardom that he wanted to reach in America. No, it didn't and, help that he died very young. Yeah, yeah, he died super young. And, but at the same time, you know, he, he had starred in like, a, he was like in Rebel Without a Cause and uh, Pillow Talk, like, uh, and uh, he had a TV show called The Rebel, mm-hmm. and he actually was nominated for an Oscar. And the movie he was in was actually had Richard Chamberlain, uh, King Solomon's Minds. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really sad though because supposedly he spent like ten thousand dollars of his own money to campaign for himself uh, for an Oscar and he was nominated. So he was there Oscar night, but sadly he didn't win. And it was funny though. One thing he said before the Oscars was that he refuses to do any movies abroad because it's taking away jobs from Hollywood. And then, you know what, as soon as he didn't win the Oscar, he went to (laughs) to make a movie. Yeah. And I, you know what, I'm happy he was making movies abroad. It seems like he made a career out of that to go to be in a movie like this. Oh yeah. I mean, he did, he actually did a couple of Japanese monster movies. He did uh, uh, Frankenstein versus Baragon. And he did a couple other Japanese movies too. And uh, movies in England as well. So he made a nice little career and actually, 
supposedly allegedly there he was having an affair with his japanese co-star in this movie and gotcha uh it was kind of like uh but i don't know how much of the love was reciprocated or if it was or if that was just a lot of talk but apparently he did hound her a lot on to like and he did propose to her like marriage at one point and she declined because she was already engaged to somebody even though um, he was married <laughs> so i yeah one messed up story with nick adams was that he uh, he was married to uh carol nugent i think her name was but i can't but anyway he uh called his wife before he went on a talk show and he said hey make sure you watch my talk show appearance and then he said live on the talk show that he was getting a divorce did not tell his wife before uh, oh like, god nick adams just, is not sounding like a good person <laughs> so yeah um but Everyone that I will say, though, that his Japanese cast spoke very highly of him. They said he was super professional, very cooperative, always was there and he knew his lines at all times. But um, so he's in here as an American actor. And the reason why he's in this is that this movie was actually co-produced in America with Henry Saperstein, which he, he's a guy that went on to produce a lot of Godzilla movies and um, moving forward. I, oh, and he also did like Mr. Magoo cartoons too. And okay. he's, and he died in 1998 and he actually said um, before he died, the, his biggest dreams came to true because he actually was alive to see a Mr. A live action, Mr. Magoo movie <laughs> and uh, God and an yeah. all American production of Godzilla. That's really surprising. Two movies that are heavily, heavily panned, but good for him. Hey, hey he's happy. I'm happy. Yeah, exactly. Sounds great. Yeah, so. I love those movies. Um, no, I'm not going to say that. But, <laughs> um, but, but no, yeah, good for him. But yeah, it, and it's funny, though. Like, this movie, it was released in 1965, was not released in America until 1970. Because really? they, couldn't, they couldn't find they were having troubles with distributors. In fact, so much so that um, like son of Godzilla have, was already playing on TV at the time and destroy all monsters was actually currently in theaters when oh, wow. <laughs> invasion of the Astro monster came out. So, well, I guess luckily these movies don't fit into any sort of timeline, you know, it, it, they even reuse characters and stuff or reuse actors and stuff. So yeah, not that big of a deal. <laughs> and reusing the Ogata, the original uh, Akira Takarada, the original character Ogata from the first Godzilla movie. He's back again. Yep. He's, he's always, he's always here. Um, there are some people missing. Um, you know what? I'm happy they got rid of the reporter trope. There was a lot of reporters in all of these movies and they finally kind of got away from that. Yeah, base one is filled with astronauts and inventors. And they yeah. did have an inventor previously in King Kong versus Godzilla, but hey, you know, that's wild. You know, it's been yeah. what three years? Time to dust that trope <laughs> off and put it back up. Yeah, put it back in there. Uh, and this guy is an inventor of a really loud, annoying noisemaker. It's the lady guard, which I 
is pretty much just a, a, a rape whistle. Uh, he just is inventing. Mm. Her, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's pretty funny. Um, and you know what? Who knew the inventor would invent an item that would save the day at the end of the movie? Just like in King Kong versus Godzilla. Yes, just like in King Kong versus... What happens in King Kong versus Godzilla? Don't you remember he makes the unbreakable wire and they use that to transport To lift Kong. him up, yeah. yes, in the iconic, wonderful scene. And with, the, with the balloons. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> see, yeah, they're just kind of going back. And I mean, that's kind of what happens a lot here is I, I feel like I had seen a lot of what was going on. And I think what I liked the most was the alien stuff because I really hadn't seen anything quite like that. Yeah, like I said, it's it's primarily an alien invasion movie, and yeah. it's if they had put any other monster in there that wasn't Godzilla or Ghidorah, and and just said, "Oh, these are brand new monsters" or whatever, I think uh, it would have been something that I would have enjoyed a lot more. But mm-hmm. um, but you know, it's there's still that that those action sequences are very good there in that though yeah um, they, they are they, they are really really good um and it's kind of a repeat of the last movie uh except uh mothra is not there or yeah, what, yeah the baby mothra what was up i i know you i made you real sad there's no mothra in this movie i know just a little but it still was really cool uh rodan is a part of this rodan kind of just gets thrown into the bargain like eh, you can have rodan too whatever yeah. take him <laughs> well and and mothra was actually supposed to be in this movie at one point really but i i think after Ghidorah, because they said how complicated it was to have four monsters on screen at the same time they're just like forget that three is plenty <laughs> yeah yeah no i totally get that that would be so chaotic this looked chaotic and i think it's just because it was an hd there's a lot of wire work that you see there's a ton of wires going on mm-hmm. um, you could see a lot of rodan's wires you could see a lot of Ghidorah's heads wires yeah so um, i can only imagine adding mothra wires in would probably be hell um one thing I do want to ask, so what did you think of this Godzilla suit? You know, I, I like it. I don't think anything quite stood out to me, like, while watching it. Let me get another good look at it really quickly. Well, while you're looking at that, let me just kind of explain the, the yeah. changes that they made to this suit. Um, so in this one, they they made a completely new suit because they actually just reused the same one from uh Ghidorah it, when they use they reuse the one from Mothra versus Godzilla for Ghidorah so this one they actually made a whole brand new suit and they knew Godzilla was becoming more of a good guy so they made some changes um his dorsal fins are less pointy they're more rounded um his kneecaps are less prominent uh <laughs> they uh he has a, a breastbone in his center chest plate it's de-emphasized and his legs look more pants-like. Um, and uh, his face is, and they also made his face more frog-like. Yeah, no, so like looking at it again, I remember how I felt. He reminded me more of a toy than ever. Like it looks like kind of like a tangible, movable toy that they could sell. Um, and I don't mind it. I think he actually looks really cute. He definitely looks more like a human-like character, but I, I do like the look. 
Um, I like how movable he is. He's definitely more agile in this one. He definitely is able to move a lot better. And the suit is noticeably thinner compared to a lot of the other costumes that are a lot more bulkier and he's not able to move as much. Mm -hmm. Um, The Rodan costume is the same from Ghidorah and the Ghidorah costume is the same. They just made it a little less gold. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I mean, everybody's looking good. Godzilla and Rodan, unfortunately, are like frozen for a good little bit that they're on screen because they get like frozen. (laughs) Well, not like frozen, but they're like stuck in time. Um, And I think they look a little silly. I I love Rodan, though. I I love the look of Rodan in this one. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Rodan's got a good look. Um, Mm -hmm. The fight sequence in there is great. Um, The only thing I'll say uh, during the fight is there's a scene where Rodan flies really high up in the sky with the boulder. And if you look, you can actually see where the set backdrop ends and you can actually see like a part of like the actual like set warehouse where they're filming. I didn't notice that. That's, I got (laughs) to see that. That's crazy. So Um, it, yeah, it's during that fight scene, whenever you see Rodan fly up really high in the sky. Yeah. Um, this is also the fight scene where we get to see it. You know what I'm talking about? The Godzilla dance. It's pretty great. He does like a little jig where he jumps and moves his arms and legs. It's awesome. Jumps in the it. air with zero gravity. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And all, when I see this, all I can think about is this hero is Shirio Honda behind the camera. Just angry the whole time just so mad that they he's being forced to do this to his character yeah so he so superaya the, the special effects wizard he lobbied hard for this because he thought godzilla was more meant to be marketed towards children and the jig that he does is a dance from a very famous manga at the time that the character would do like a victory dance Mm-hmm. and they they're like oh kids were gonna notice it so let's put it in the movie and there was a lot of uh people not in favor of this scene uh ishiro honda big one nakajima the suit actor did not like it either um just but you know they it, it was kind of like a studio wants it super Aya wants it we respect super Aya so much we're just gonna take his direction on this and they said that there was a lot of snickering like in initial viewing seeing that dance because people were just like like they just thought it was so ridiculous (laughs) that Godzilla was doing that and they were like how like how how much further can they push this guy or whatever like you know what can they do more to this character but um uh, Ryuji Honda Ishiro Honda's son they interviewed him about this and he just said like his father would just would just stare at the screen so dis- uh, very sternly and disapproving and uh, you know just kind of like he would he said that his father said I didn't create the monster for this. No, I was just saying just it, it, the character has changed so much since that original movie. Like it is that Godzilla from the original movie is not much anything like this character really. No, and you know he started. He's kind of started acting a little goofy in earlier movies, but this is kind of like, okay, it's it, that. This is it. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like, sil- he's silly now. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and I, 
part of me, you know, I do get that, you know, it does make it a lot more accessible to children, but I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, there are certain boundaries, you know, cause you know, we did say in the last one, you know, that does make these movies a little more accessible to kids mm-hmm. seeing that. But at the same time, it's like, okay, well, where is the line though? Like, where is it when it just becomes like totally stupid? Yeah. Like where it becomes just a dumb kid. And movie. I don't, and I don't even know if that, that this dance is necessarily that line, but I just, I'm just more thinking out loud, like what, like what can they have done to make this character just like, like that was dumb. Like why would like not even kids would like that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. And I guess, I guess we'll see as we go along what they do. Cause I mean, for now as a viewer as like a first time viewer, it's fun to me, you know, it's kind of just silly enjoy it he also moves his legs like a boxer at one point and you know it's it's fun but i could see it maybe getting to the point where i might not even enjoy it because it's just so silly like it's like over the top and for no reason just Mm -hmm. completely silly yeah and you know but that's kind of like the one instance in this movie but immediately after they godzilla and rodan put uh that kind of stop Ghidorah and Ghidorah flees and which Ghidorah is really heading to earth but they don't know that yet mm-hmm. and I think it's kind of messed up that after Godzilla helped save earth and they brought him over here they're like oh we're just we're just gonna leave them here from from now on permanently and they just and Godzilla and Rodan are just sitting there looking so pathetic just like what you're leaving like (laughs) yeah they're so sad like Like, come on man (laughs) no i love that and like even the two astronauts right they're like oh you know they caused us trouble in the past but maybe we should stay like i said like they had to convince godzilla to do it and godzilla didn't want to help him but he he still ended up helping them in the last movie and it's like this is the thanks you get. This is what you get for helping people. Yeah, exactly. Godzilla is only learning the painful truth of humans at the end of the day. Godzilla and Rotan. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they leave them there. And then it just, it kind of goes back into like, it, it was revealed, of course, that the aliens were kind of betraying them and to get, they the main goal was to get control of Godzilla and Rodan because they were able to control them. And they're able to use them to help destroy Tokyo. Yeah, exactly. It was, and I mean, you can kind of tell this is not a spoiler because you can easily tell that that's where the movie is going. Um, and I guess they reuse footage in this Tokyo destruction scene. This is when they start reusing old footage from stuff. It is because uh, the the original Rodan is filmed in a different aspect ratio um, than this one was because this newer one's filmed in a widescreen format and then the Rodan is not. So it's a very noticeable change. And in fact, uh, like this Rodan is a lot more brown than the original one. The original one is very red looking. Mm -hmm. And when this one, you could see like Rodan's red legs from like the original one pop up and there's a scene where the building gets blown over and that's reused from mothra and honda again wasn't really a big fan and i'm going to actually read a quote from it uh, about why they did it he said it was 
it was a vicious cycle of time budget. Uh, the more duplicates we use, we could cut the effects budget, but then we received complaints from our fans saying it looks weird. It's not fresh. Uh, we could fool the audience for a little while, but eventually they would know the trick and stop coming to see the shows. And he noted that uh, this is a, that period is a sad part of our history. Wow. That's sad. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> that's kind of what he's a man who thinks about the future. And that's what I, what I keep hearing from him is he's a man who's like, you know what, what might work now is going to be your downfall later on, which I don't know because it's not my like I haven't seen those movies yet, but I've heard that's kind of what happens. That some of the later movies are kind of just there's one that's like a complete just like reuse of footage. There's some that are just completely way too silly. So, you know, it's kind of the sign of the times coming. Yeah. And, you know, I think the way I the, the kind of like the gold standards for these movies, like we kind of talked about is um, Godzilla uh, uh, versus uh, Mothra and Ghidorah versus the three headed monster where it's like all these people are kind of firing on all cylinders. These movies are gold. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, I think it's kind of getting a little clear. It's not that this is a bad movie, but it's no. kind of like the wheels are getting a little shaky. It's like, yeah. Like, uh, and one thing too that they said was that, uh, you know, Ashiro Honda just was getting really tired of making these types of movies. He was getting really frustrated creatively because he's, he loves a lot of human drama elements. And he was there, they said like he would go see like these movies that no, not a whole lot happens or like the, the troubles or the, uh, the drama. And it's like really mundane type of stuff. And, mm-hmm. He really liked that type of stuff, like real slice of life type of stuff. And he didn't really feel like he was getting to exercise those creative muscles. And instead, he's just making the same movies that he's been having to make for for years. And it, like I said, burnout is a very real thing. And I I remember I was telling you, they were doing crazy numbers, like in between like two years made like eight movies, which is an insane amount. Yeah, way, way too much for one person, especially for somebody who is starting to fall out of love with the concept of these movies. So I, I totally get it. I totally get it. And I mean, they don't renew his contract, right? By At the end of this one, this is his last one for a little bit. Yeah, well, so, which is, it's really kind of messed up, honestly, when you think mm-hmm. about it, because he's such, we've, we've said a million times that he's a real company man. He just, he does whatever's asked of him. Mm-hmm. and and by the end of this movie uh it's so getting into it like the invasion of the astro monster it's a hit it's a modest hit it's not as big of a hit as past godzilla movies and i don't know if they blame that on honda or whatever but they decide not to renew honda's contract and instead they're like we're only going to pay you for the products that we products that we hire you on yeah and you know, it's, it's sad, you know, he's, he's put in all this time and effort and it's just like, it's still not even good enough. And, mm-hmm. and even the screenwriter for a lot of Godzilla movies, Sekizawa, um, he was having a conversation with one of the other writers, uh, Kimura and Kimura was like, do you still enjoy writing for these movies? He's like, Oh yeah, I do. And um, he's like, Oh, well I don't. And then, then much later, Sekizawa just would 
he would kind of reach his breaking point of writing for Godzilla movies yeah. at some point too. So it's just, you know, when you're like, when you're having to push like the same people over and over again. So I, it's kind of like you, you understand why directors get swapped out for other movies. Cause it's like, you can't keep making the same thing forever. No. Yeah. You, you really can't. Otherwise you will burn out. And then when you burn out, the quality goes down because you're putting less effort into it. So, yeah. And I mean, maybe you can't say that yet for this one. I, I think there's effort there. There's good elements, no. but it's definitely weaker. It's definitely not, like you said, firing on all cylinders. Absolutely. It's not, again, it's not a bad movie. It's just, it's not as strong as the other one. Cause I, it's, it really does feel like, uh, it, you know, Ghidorah was so high. I mean, it just, it was like the right balance of story. It was the right balance of monster action. It was fun, mm-hmm. exciting. And then this one, there's some elements in there. It's just the highs are not as high as Ghidorah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and no, go ahead. Uh, yeah. No, I had the. I know, you're good. <laughs> uh, oh no, and but it, and the monster fights are really good. Um, some notable stuff was Godzilla like flinging his whole body like at Ghidorah, like this, like a, he does yeah. like a leaping hug type of maneuver. Yeah, or um, Rodan picking up Godzilla and pushing him into uh, Ghidorah. That's awesome. That that was good too. Yeah. But I really like. So they do mind control Godzilla. They're able to figure out how to get the electromagnet waves to stop them. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's funny because Godzilla wakes up like, oh, he's, he's like, we're all like discombobulated. Like what just happened <laughs> type of mm-hmm. thing. And, and then he just notices Ghidorah laying on the ground. <laughs> he just throws a rock at Ghidorah who's laying down like, hey, get up, idiot. Like, <laughs> and so, and, uh, and uh, yeah, that, that's just, it's really good. But I will say the the thing I one thing I did not like about this movie was the ending of it. Yeah. Um, what what part of it? Well, one they reused the 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 water tumbling, which sounds like we've seen that more than once, more so than tiring. twice. Yeah. And and that's just it feels like a real cheap way to end the movie. And then I I put that in my notes when I was watching it. Like Ghidorah flies away, and you don't see Godzilla or Rodan, and this is like framed as a happy ending i'm like yeah and i'm like the this the, this monster just flew away like because at the end of the other end of Ghidorah, godzilla and rodan and mothra were standing tall like kind of like saying like yeah come back if you want some more type of thing or whatever like yeah. they're gonna protect us and Ghidorah fleed from the battle and this time Ghidorah does fly away but you don't see godzilla so it's kind of like a real hollow type of victory yeah, isn't that what the weird like contention is between like King Kong versus Godzilla? Who actually won that? But here it's like, oh yeah, Godzilla Rodan won, but they they just are in the water, and like well, our heroes are like, oh yep, the day's saved. Sorry, our human characters are like that, right? So King Kong throws Godzilla. Yeah, like they tumble into the water. King Kong swims away. King Kong is kind of sort of the winner. Yeah. Um, the and Mothra versus Godzilla. Mothra, the the larva like spray Godzilla in the web. Godzilla falls in the water. The Mothras swim away. End of the movie. Mothras is the winner. This one, yeah. they all fall in the water. 
Ghidorah flies away, Ghidorah lost. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't get like, it. Like what was stopping Ghidorah from just flying out of the water and just blowing, you know, like killing all the earthlings. Yeah, like, I, I guess, I guess he's running away. I guess that's kind of what the deal is, but it's weird that God, I guess they just wanted a way to wrap up Godzilla and Rodan. So they didn't like have to like explain where they went after. It, it's a bit odd. I just don't know why they couldn't reuse the same ending that they did in Ghidorah and, you know, just beat up Ghidorah and then he just flew away. It would have been, I mean, they could have just done that again and it would have been just as fine. But yeah. And I, I also don't like this, the joke this movie ends on really where like, they're like the dudes like, all right, go back to planet X because you're going to survey it to the two astronauts. And they're like, Oh, all right. I guess we'll do it. Back to work. It's, (laughs) It's just really lame. I don't know. <laughs> so that was a weird plot line too. So we haven't really explained it, but Planet X in the movie is labeled as a moon of Jupiter. It'd take about six years to get there. They sent they really sent, only they, six years? Holy crap. They yeah, they judge judge roughly it would take about six years to get there. Gotcha. Okay. And which is and like it like we said, so I mean unless this is just like a crazy fast spaceship that the, these astronauts are on, but they get to planet X, fly back to earth, fly back to planet X, fly back to earth. And now at the end of the movie, they're having to fly back to planet X. So Japan's got that light speed rocket technology. They're just getting there instantly. Yeah. yeah. So it's either that or these guys just, time to stand still when they're on that spaceship <laughs> yeah, you know it's like that movie uh with matthew rocket man yeah rocket man yeah uh, the astronaut <laughs> farmer duh uh <laughs> now i always think of that because in the movie rocket man which is a stupid comedy movie but they uh, uh <laughs> they, they they're like oh it's gonna take nine months to get to mars gotta get in the space chamber and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll stay asleep for nine months I thought you were referencing the Elton John movie. <laughs> oh, like a oh, non really, a non oh, space. Really I thought you were saying a non space movie. No, <laughs> like no, 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 no. <laughs> no, it's it, it's a it's a, actually it's a Disney movie. Believe it or not, but really okay. Yeah. Nice. But uh, anyway, yeah, I always think about that. Um, mm-hmm. And another funny thing was uh, they said in the. Uh, movie was uh oh we call Ghidorah monster zero and they're like oh monster zero they're like yes on in your world you call things by words we call things by numbers yes which is i'm like we called it monster yeah you called it monster zero and then they call they call godzilla godzilla Monster Zero One and Rodan is Monster Zero Two. <laughs> so, if those, and what are those the only three monsters? Is well, man, did wait, hold on, did Lilo and Stitch rip this off? I think so. Okay, gotcha. Who's the six two six of the monster world? I guess we'll find out. <laughs> oh, I think that's coming up in Son of Godzilla. But <laughs> okay, we'll find out. But no, I, I think that. That's just silly. That the well, whole alien bit is just very silly. Well, yeah, and I'm like, so if you call stuff by words, then you shouldn't have like any nouns for anything. You should, you guys yeah. should just be saying 
just you should be just spitting out numbers constantly yeah. honestly they should have just been speaking like zero one zero one binary or something or, or like yeah. oh i'm going to sit at this desk or whatever i'm going to go sit at that 12 over there <laughs> <laughs> now you just sound like dumb you know <laughs> like like a kid with a secret language with his own made-up language <laughs> just replace uh, every noun with a number um some other funny bits was when they're having like the press conference and they have like different people from different delegations talking. There's a woman from the housewives delegation. I thought that was so <laughs> funny. And she's like, you know what? This Godzilla guy is awesome. Like, you know, you, you know, the month, the planet X people, they want peace. Okay. Well, us, yeah. Us housewives think it would be great to cure cancer. Like they got all the housewives together. <laughs> I guess it was I, supposed to show that men and women were in harmony with uh, wanting the wanting. Well, I I get having a woman representative, but do they all have to be housewives? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I what? Maybe the housewives delegation is a real thing. Hey, you know. Hey, shout out to the housewives. Yeah, shout yeah. out to all housewives listening to this podcast. I'm glad we that you. Ya. I'm glad you were the one of two people that were asked if it was okay to go over to uh, to send Godzilla over. Yeah, they 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 spoke, so you didn't have to speak, Nathan. Yes, thank you, housewives and whoever else it was. <laughs> um, another goofy thing was I didn't mention this in the fight was uh, Godzilla does a boxing shuffle yes yeah he, he like his he moves his feet like a boxer yeah once again that's what I was thinking of when I said like he's more agile in this one he he he's the ability to move around like that imagine in the very first movie in Godzilla <laughs> classic he goes up to like the people he's killing that he's stomping on but he's just shuffling around like a boxer <laughs> it'd be a much different movie yeah you'd just be like well that is so out of place <laughs> and it's like because it's so serious and then you get this one goofy scene like that uh-huh uh other oh uh one other instance of one other behind the scene was uh to get the uh, actual the rocket the launch out of the ground they actually busted a hole in the floor and they actually got in really big trouble for doing that. Oh, that's why they didn't renew his contract. Well, no, that was, that was a special, that was a set designer guy that did that. So oh, gotcha. And he never worked at Toho again. No, actually he did it for another movie and he got trouble for that one again. So. What the heck? <laughs> See, you can't shame it. Fool, fool me once. Shame on, on me. How, how does George Bush say it? <laughs> shame on, shame, fool me once. You can't fool me again. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's uh, overall though. I mean, just kind of wrapping some things up here. Uh, as a as a early '60s sci-fi movie, it's good. As a Godzilla movie, mm, not the best, and not not awful, but. I I wanted a little more Godzilla in this movie. Yeah, um, it's fine. You know, it's serviceable, but like I, I would much rather like as a recommendation, this wouldn't be my top. I wouldn't really be like, if you want to see a Godzilla movie, don't really check this one out. Maybe check it out if you're in the mood for a sci-fi thing or you've watched all the other Godzilla movies, but 
watch another one you'll get a better experience yeah but you know there's there's gonna be more to come um we still haven't talked about my favorite godzilla movie yet and i'm not gonna tell you which one it is until we get there oh wow that's gonna be a long time 1998's a far way off oh how dare you (laughs) (laughs) but uh but no uh still a worthy addition to the collection and looking forward to the future with this series of course of course Uh, but um i guess that's it anything else you want to add no that's it all right okay well we're gonna shut the book on toho for now we'll get back to it don't you worry but until then nathan we're gonna get back to our regularly scheduled programming with some totally off the wall pick which will be all right you ready for this one ryan totally zany off the wall buffalo 66 oh yeah yeah we're doing buffalo 66 which is streaming over on tubi well perfect cannot wait sounds like a great time Mm -hmm. but uh anyway uh thank you so much for joining us uh if you'd like you can send us an email over at drive-in double feature podcast at gmail.com if you have any thoughts opinions don't forget to follow us on twitter at didf pond and again check out our patreon patreon.com slash drive-in double feature podcast but until next time until next time